0: Hello, my name is Alon Alroy, I'm the co-founder, CMO, and Chief of Customers at Bezabo, one of the fastest-growing event software companies in the world. The reason I'm passionate about customer experience, and that my team is passionate about customer experience, is because it is the only way we could get to where we are today. The event software industry is in an extremely competitive market, crowded with both legacy providers and newcomers alike. And many of these products are full of friction, from poor product experience to not-so-helpful customer service teams. We decided at the beginning that while we would build a powerful product, we would also make the customer experience our focus and our key differentiator. And here's why. We work with marketers and event professionals whose events touch thousands and thousands of attendees and customers. But in order to drive positive experiences and key business outcomes, these businesses, companies like Salesforce and Amazon, Bloomberg, HubSpot, they need to provide an exceptional customer experience themselves. They're counting on us to help them get there. So that's a little about who we are at Bizabo and why this topic is so important to us. But customer experience is critical no matter what your product is. Consider this. At Inbound 2019, HubSpot CEO Brian Halligan made the case that disruption is no longer about product market fit. It's about product experience fit. The winners of today aren't technology disruptors, though they are undoubtedly based on strong technology, they are experience disruptors. They don't just reimagine the product, they reimagine the experience that the customer has with the product. Think about your Netflix, your Spotify's, your GrubHub's, your Seamless, and your one-click Amazons. Each of these brands doesn't just focus on technology. There are other streaming apps, food ordering apps, and e-commerce marketplaces out there. They focus on the experience. According to a recent report by Forrester, 81% of companies expect to compete mostly or exclusively on the basis of CX. Looking back at Visible's growth as an organization, the biggest leaps forward and the biggest wins have centered around our efforts to create a positive experience with our customers by reducing friction from making our product experience more aligned with the expectations of our users to focusing on customer success instead of just customer services to launching a dedicated cx task force what's more the challenges that covid 19 presents have made this more important than ever before at least for us at bezabo has served us as a strong inflection point for us in how we think about the frictionless customer experience during the next 10 minutes or so, I'm going to share with you some of the lessons we learned as we've transformed our company of technology heroes to a company of CX heroes. And I'm going to do so by sharing with you the framework that we've created here at Bezebo to guide us in our own frictionless journey. Simple. S-I-M-P-L-E. No, not only is this framework straightforward, but that is also its name. The Simple Framework. I'm excited to share with you more information about this framework, but first, let's define friction. As a basic definition, friction is the resistance that one experiences when trying to get something done through a product or service. If we take the Amazons of the world, one-click shopping is the extreme absence of friction, while other sites may have a more friction-filled multi-window e-commerce experience for completing a transaction. It is important to know that there is such a thing as good friction. For example, you can argue that being led on a path through IKEA and being forced to find your own furniture in a warehouse is a friction-filled experience, but that enables the low prices and sense of accomplishment that IKEA's brand is recognized for. Therefore, you could also argue that it's good friction. When it comes to B2B SaaS you can identify bad friction when your customer needs to have their handheld to achieve the goals your marketing and sales team outlined. For example, if a company promises you that you can build a beautiful e-commerce website that increases sales by 30% month over month, but to achieve that goal, you need to take a training and status call every week for a year, I would argue you've created a consultancy with a bespoke product rather than a SaaS platform. So how do you determine good friction and bad friction within our organizations? The first step is to start with a strategic initiative. For better or worse, there is friction within every department at a company. To effectively prioritize and combat this friction, you need to get buy-in from executives across the board. While customer centricity has long been at the center of what we do, Things came to head in the final half of 2019 as we saw ourselves increasingly working with enterprise partners. I knew that for us to be successful in working with these brands, we needed to make customer experience more than just a value. We needed to operationalize it. For me at Bezabo, this started as a personal priority for our customer success, solutions, and support teams. First, I convinced my fellow executives that not only would reducing friction have a huge positive impact on our brand, but it would also have a huge positive impact on our bottom line. I asked them to imagine a world where our platform was 50% easier to use. In this world, we could see an increase in NPS by up to 20 points, our cost to acquisition for new customers could decrease by 10%. The length of our sales cycle could decrease and our employee happiness could increase as well. These were lofty goals to be sure, but they painted a picture of the positive impact a more customer-centric and frictionless experience could yield. Once I got their buy-in for this quarterly initiative, I was able to hold them accountable for support. We saw a number of positive changes during this time, but this leads us to our next point in the simple framework. Install a dedicated owner. While I may have kicked this initiative off, it became clear that it needed the attention of someone who could make it their primary focus. Going into 2020, Frictionless became much larger than just a priority for the CX teams that I manage. It became a company wide goal, with executives within each team being held accountable for driving a goal related to Frictionless, whether they were in sales or product or any other team. To that end, we created a dedicated Frictionless Task Force composed of members from every team within the company. At the head of this task, sat an executive who was responsible for keeping track of progress across different teams. More recently in 2020, we hired a VP of experience who will be the chief executive owner of this project across the company. This in turn helped us as we turned to the next stage of our simple framework. Map out areas of friction across the customer journey. Fighting friction can be an overwhelming task. Anywhere you look, you can find friction. From an early stage, prospect's first interaction with your website, to social media profiles, to a customer's first time logging into the platform. Mapping out areas of friction helps you start from somewhere. How do you map out friction? It starts with asking questions to yourself and, more importantly, to the teams who manage customers. You need to create space for these conversations to happen regularly and organically. If you just wait for the employee NPS survey to roll in or the quarterly feedback session with your team members, you are behind the ad ball. These conversations should also go beyond your CX teams and include other internal stakeholders, including those from your sales, product, R&D, and marketing teams. Once you have an initial baseline of where there is friction across your organization, you can then ascribe each of these areas of friction a score of one to 10, which can help you to scientifically prioritize where you should begin. But you may notice that we're missing a crucial stakeholder from the table, which takes us to the next point in the simple framework. Provide visibility into the voices of your customers and prospects. As you continue to map and prioritize areas of friction, you need to bring the voices of customers and prospects to the forefront. It's one thing if a customer success manager generally speaks about the problem that the customer is having. It's another to take the words directly from that customer and to place them on the desks of the VP of product, the VP of sales, and the CEO. For us at Bizabo, a direct responsibility of our frictionless task force is to review customer and prospect calls in our call recording tool Gong to surface examples of just this. Another way we bring these customer stories to the forefront is through our leadership forums, where we invite a CSM to tell two stories One about a great customer experience and one where the CX was lacking. Here we actually read out loud the customer feedback. All of the above are ways to include the customer and prospect voice in the process. The result is greater understanding from your organizational leaders and a more accurate picture of the pain points that your customers and prospects are facing. Keeping yourself accountable to this feedback is another concern one that comes into play with the next step in the simple framework. Lead with friction KPIs. As with any other company program, KPIs are essential for understanding the impact of your frictionless program, from your customer satisfaction to your overall bottom line. These can be broken down into leading and lagging indicators. Leading indicators largely center around interactions with customers or prospects, for instance, How many support tickets are created by a given account? What is the time to resolve for support tickets? How many hours a customer requires? And on the prospect side, how many touch points a prospect has with the sales team before buying a product? Lacking indicators include NPS, CSAT, PSAT, which provides a valuable perspective on customer satisfaction as it relates to your product offering. Each of these customer surveys provide customers with the option of requesting a follow-up call with our product team who use standardized questions to improve our product offering. After we received the qualitative feedback, it's enriched with the quantitative data from our CRM giving us the total ARR, annual recurring revenue, associated with the request. This combination of feedback types gives us the full picture of where our clients are feeling pain. All of this information not only helps you know where you stand, it also helps you demonstrate the why behind the frictionless CS program, which takes us to our final point in the simple framework. Emphasize the why constantly. Earlier, I mentioned the importance of clearly demonstrating the why behind frictionless and customer experience. You may recall how I shared the positive impact that frictionless could have on both your brand and your bottom line, from NPS to sales cycles to the focus of the product team. Once your frictionless program is launched in the air, it will be very easy for it to fall back to the ground, especially during times of crisis. That's why it's essential to continue reiterating the why at all-hands meetings, in friction-focused meetings between teams, in quarterly offsites for each of your teams, and so on. Frictionless has to become a part of the DNA of your organization so that your teams are always keeping it in mind. That's it for the simple framework. To recap, the six-point process for turning everyone in your team into frictionless CX superheroes goes as follows. 1. Start with a strategic initiative. 2. Install an owner. 3. Map out areas of friction across the customer journey. 4. Provide visibility into the voices of your customers and prospects. Five, lead with friction KPIs. And six, emphasize the why, constantly. The final thing I'll add is that crisis will happen. While these can throw a wrench into the gears of your operation, they can also serve as an inflection point for your teams and your greater organization. In the case of Bezebo, our business served only in-person events for the entirety of our history. COVID-19 quickly reduced in-person events to practically non-existent. So we had to go back to the scrappy startup mode and ask, what's broken in the event industry? Being a distributed team across the globe with a variety of different clients whose very livelihood is being threatened, we had to say to our team, the time to be a CEO of your own business is now. This enabled us to create new product lines, sales playbooks, onboarding methods, and much more all within the three-month period all with an eye on customer experience. It served as a great reminder that perfect is the enemy of good, and you stand to miss out on huge opportunities if you are too scared to push forward. I hope you have found these words on the power of frictionless to be helpful. We all have a tough rest of the year ahead of us, but I firmly believe that finding the customer experience fit for our products and doubling down on that for a more frictionless experience for our customers and our teams is key to thriving throughout 2020 and well beyond.